Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, I usually don't come out of the shoot in the beginning of the show with video stuff, but I've got a video today in the beginning about this impeachment hoax, which is such a disastrous debacle for the left. This video is going to bake your bagels. It's going to roll your marbles. It is so damning to the left's fake case against former President Trump. You're not going to want to miss it. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. I protect my data and my online activity with a VPN from ExpressVPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today and get your VPN. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. I've got that. I've got a lot more, including um, two more embarrassing episodes from the paternalistic left that thinks you're a bunch of idiots, just to be candid. I'm really sorry, but if you're a leftist, your political leaders, dreaded air quotes, think you are, in fact, a moron. All right. Today's show brought to you, as I said, by our friends at ExpressVPN. You don't have to give big tech websites access to your data. Do you know that? So why would you? I protect my online activity using ExpressVPN. You hear them at the beginning of every show because I'm very concerned about big tech spying on me and stealing my data. You're the customer. They're, you're the, they're you. They're, they're selling you. You ever wonder how these free to access social media companies make money? Well, they track your searches, video history, and everything else you click on. Then they sell that valuable data. Do you know that? When you use ExpressVPN, you anonymize much of your online presence by hiding your IP address. It makes your activity more difficult to trace and sell to advertisers. What's more, ExpressVPN encrypts 100% of your data to protect you from eavesdroppers on your network and activity. We like that. Protect it. Use the ExpressVPN using it super easy. You tap one button on your phone or computer and you're protected. That's it. Take back your online privacy now with the VPN we trust here by going to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Get the URL right. By visiting that link, you'll get an extra three months of ExpressVPN service for free on a one-year package. Again, that's expressvpn.com slash Bongino, expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Today, protect your data. Stop becoming a customer for them. They are selling you expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Protect your data today. All right, Joe, let's go. Here it is. Let's get right to it on this uh, on this Friday. We've got so much to talk about today. This video, it's, uh, that sounded so talk radio. We did it. We got so much to talk about today, but it's true. Here's a video right out of the shoot. Right, this is a um, well. We give credit to it on the Rumble. It was it Paula Ace Ace Six or something. This is a, whoever did this. You're absolutely. This is incredible. What I want to explain to you what it is. It is pieces of yesterday's impeachment hoax hearing. The Democrats, Jamie Raskin and others, trying to call out the president for things like talking about a stolen election and stoking violence. And then you're going to hear suspicious voices in between. You're going to hear the voice of Hillary Clinton. You're going to hear some violence and rioting in the background. And it's all interdispersed video and sound of Democrats doing exactly what the Democrat impeachment managers said Donald Trump shouldn't have done. Kind of weird, no? If you want to see the video, it's powerful. Go to rumble.com slash Bongino and watch the show. You'll see this. Donald Trump committed a massive crime against our Constitution and our people and the worst violation of the presidential oath of office in the history of the United States of America. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. By telling the mob that their election had been stolen from them. I have an objection because 10 of the 29 electoral votes cast by Florida were cast by electors not lawfully certified. Even then, after that vicious attack, he continued to spread the big lie. I think it's also critical to understand you can run the best campaign and you can have the election stolen from you. This was months of cultivating a base of people who were violent. Praising that violence. And, and everyone beware. They're not going to let up, and they should not. And he still gave that marching orders and, quote, fight like hell. Democrats are going to fight like hell. We're going to fight like hell. We'll fight like hell. We'll fight like hell. But can you imagine telling your supporters that the only way you could possibly lose is if an American election was rigged and stolen from you? And you can have the election stolen from you. And ask yourself, 
whether you've ever seen anyone at any level of government make the same claim about their own election. And you can have the election stolen from you. Folks, that's only that's not the whole video. The video goes on for about another minute. It's powerful. It is so powerful because it just sums up so much of what we already know, how the Democrats, their liberal media bootlicking acolytes are such phony, fake frauds. And I know the New York Times and others watch my show every day, these stalker losers. I'll get into that later. So I want you to know how disgusted sane Americans are with you now for claiming that Donald Trump questioning the election is, is unheard of. It's never happened. When if you go back, if you watch, by the way, just watch the video, go to rumble.com slash Bongino. It's a lot easier to follow. That voice you're hearing of Jamie Raskin, Democrat impeachment manager yesterday, saying it's unheard of to question an election like Trump did. The voice you heard right after that is Jamie Raskin in 2017. Same guy, Armacost. Same guy questioning Donald Trump's win on the House floor by questioning Florida's electors. Yep. It's the same guy. It's the exact same dude. And yet the media, these losers, feigning, you know, pearl clutch. Oh, I can't, my elbows are through, so I can't actually clutch, and I don't wear pearls anyway. Clutching them. Oh my God, we've never heard such a thing. We've never heard such a thing. Violence around elections? What, you mean like the 2017 inauguration when the left went wild in Washington, D.C.? You've never heard of it? When we were, us, we on this show were calling out violence the the entire time? The entire time. You just jumped on this, uh, we're not for violence, media gravy train now? That's what you think it is. What a bunch of BS artists. Kamala Harris in there. We're not going to let up. We're going to fight. Bernie Sanders, you hear all those? We're going to fight like hell. Chuck Schumer, we're going to fight like hell. Joe Biden, we're going to fight like hell. Eric Swalwell, we're going to fight like hell. What are that? What do they all have in common? They're all liberal Democrats. All of them. But yet again, when they question an election like Jamie Raskin, Hillary Clinton, who makes multiple appearances in that, that one-minute clip from the video, Kamala Harris, Bernie Sanders, Chuck Schumer, when they do the exact same thing and leftist street violence burns down American cities and they erupt on Election Day um, in 2016 and on Inauguration Day in 2017 for Donald Trump, all of that, the media is strangely silent. And now that you had this tragic incident on January 6th, which... We have universally called it out. And matter of fact, I've said repeatedly, there were serious anomalies in this 2020 election. But I've said repeatedly, even noted by the left-wing rag Politico, was it fraud in the sense that the votes would have overturned the election? I don't know. I only talk when I have evidence. Yet amazingly, they turn around and attack us and Donald Trump. And when the Democrats do the exact Same thing, even worse. They are awfully silent. What a bunch of complete phonies, frauds, and fakes. It is gross. Watch that video. It is damning. And the media, you absolutely disgust me, you communist tyrants. You said nothing with the pee-pee hoax, the collusion hoax, leftist violence, killing people, burning down American cities, cities. We did. We called out the violence while you did nothing. You provided air cover, mostly peaceful protests. The city's burning, you idiot, right behind you. Just turn around. You did nothing. You said nothing. You unprincipled losers. Now you wonder why we're upset when we, conservative media, and many of my friends warned about how dangerous the normalization of politically inspired violence was. We warned you about that. You said nothing because it was your leftist, violent, maniac, lunatic, ideological allies that were doing it. You said nothing, zero, the entire time. And now when political violence erupted on January 6th, all of a sudden, you jump into it because you think it's clickbait and gravy train stuff you can make money off now? You unprincipled losers. 
Where were the New York Times and the Washington Post for all that stuff when Jamie Raskin was questioning an election, when Hillary Clinton repeatedly said the election was stolen? I thought you're not allowed to say that. All right, I want to get into some other stuff on a sadly humorous note, these paternalistic loser Democrats, but I realized something, Joe. Hmm. We forgot something in the beginning of this show, and there's going to be a mass mutiny in my audience, oh. and I just can't have that. Has- Please, Joe, it's Friday, and we, we, oh. can't, we can't do the show without your Friday announcement. I really, I, there will be a mutiny amongst the listeners, so Joe, well, if you Dan, wouldn't mind. it's Friday! There, there you go. Is, Thank you. And Joe's worst 1960s <laughs> yes, sir, game Dan. show voice Great brings me here. back to the halcyon days of old talk radio. <laughs> You know, but I did forget that. I'm sorry. I was just, folks, as you, just so you understand, <laughs> this video has me so upset, visibly, as you can probably see now, I just got lost in the passion of the moment here because it really, I'm just so tired of it. I really am. Yeah. I, and, and you may say to yourself, why do we keep bringing this up? We yeah. know the media are frauds and phonies, propagandists, Soviet communists. We get all that. Why do we keep doing it? Because folks, we're never going to win a debate if we don't have ammunition to fight back. And, oh my God, fight back. What does that mean? Holy Moses. We are never going to have that if we don't fight back with facts. And the fact is the media stood by and didn't say a damn thing when Democrats made up fake allegations against President Trump, accused him of stealing an election, fought back against the results of the 2016 election. They said nothing while our streets burned down with leftist violence. And we are going to call them out. Here's one more thing. This happened just before the show. And forgive me, because of all kinds of like copyright stuff and music, we can't actually play the videos. But there's this group. what is it? Hip hop for health or something in New York. And this, oh, it just reminded me of some, Paul actually brought it up. I should hat tip her appropriately. So because the left are paternalistic nihilists, in other words, they think you're all idiots and they're going to be daddy for you. They're so smart. They're your intellectual parents and you great unwashed, deplorable morons. Just shut your mouth. They talk to everyone like this, by the way, not just Black or Hispanic voters, black or Hispanic citizens, Asian citizens, Muslim, Jewish citizens. It doesn't matter. Whatever race, color, or creed you are, the left, and Thomas Sowell talks about it in his book, Vision of the Anointed, envisions themselves, the anointed smart ones, and they think you're all idiots. That's just an easy way to sum up the entire paternalistic attitude of the left. Where your daddy? Shut your mouth, you great unwashed idiots. So in order to... I guess, incentivize people in the black community to get the vaccine. They put out this hip hop for health people video or whatever it is. <laughs> and DMC from run DMC, I guess is, it's like a cartoon. It is the most, do you have a screenshot from this thing, Paula? It is one of the most embarrassing things I have ever seen. They're, look, oh my gosh, this is a screenshot from, it's like a cartoon and it is so insulting that if I, folks, you just have to watch it. We'll try to get a link to put it. We'll put in, maybe we can put it on a rumble video somewhere as a separate link or something. And you can watch it. It's really embarrassing. And it harks back to that video from a few weeks ago with the Chicago teachers union. See this picture. Remember this one, the dancers, so the Chicago's teachers union is like, we're not going to teach your kids because we just don't want to. And you see this screenshot? Paul is showing me <laughs> on her computer. The screen, remember they were doing the dancing? It was to, it was to uh, what was it? Bette Midler's song with the rose, right? Some say love. I don't know the lyrics. No, do I have the voice if I did? Ooh. It was. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Have fun with it, Dan. Have fun. My cringeworthy voice. (laughs) Trust me, folks, for however you recoil in horror at the sound of Dan Bongino's atrocious (laughs) singing voice, the video of the Chicago Teachers Union acting out in dance to Bette Midler's The Rose in like a fake unity video while they're giving you the middle finger because they don't want to teach your kids is almost as bad as the cartoon rap video to tell black citizens of New York City, hey, the vaccine's safe. Don't ask any questions. Mm. How do you vote for these idiots? How? Some say love. They're like, it is 
Is it a strange? Is that even the lyrics? I don't even, I haven't close. heard that song since the seventies. I don't even know if the song's from, there's another, is that another screenshot? They're like, okay, you got to watch the, if you're missing the rumble today, can we act some of it out? Oh, I have shorts on. It's like, some say love. Kick. It is a stranger. There's like a twirl. You, I'm sorry, I'm backing away from the mic. You gotta watch this video. This is the this the most if you're laughing like, Dan, this is really off the rail. It is not nearly as off the rails as watching the Chicago's teachers union. Just Google it in their dance video. Paul is choking in the background. And it's not even the Chicago's Teachers Union dance video is not even half as dumb as the rap video directed at minority voters in these cities to try to get them to take the vaccine. How about just talking to black voters and Hispanic voters and citizens? How about just talking to them like normal people? How about that? How about that crazy approach, like talking to them like you would talk to anyone else? giving them some data on the vaccine, showing them it's safe. If you just, how about, how, how, how about, how about that? If that's what you, the message you want to get across, you have to rap to them in a cartoon. <sighs> Show's totally off the rails today. That's the day you're laughing at my, it's, it's worse in the video. I'm not kidding. And because of the song in the background, Paul, there's all kinds of copyright stuff, so you got to be careful. <laughs> it's so stupid. I can't take it. That was Paul's idea. When we, when the, when we were playing the, the rap video, the mm -hmm. vaccine rap, get the vaccine. The data is great. Don't ask questions. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Paul is like, remember that video with the teachers? She's like, you got to play this. All right. You know, let me get to my second black. This is more serious stuff. This is important. The brave new world Twitter has created. We're like uh, Atlas holding the world on our shoulders. And the new world Twitter's given us is not a good one. So Twitter yesterday banned Project Veritas. You'll see a story in the show notes about it. Um, James O'Keefe's group. It's a red state story I put up in the show notes. Twitter's banned President Trump. They said he will not, they will not let him back even if he runs for office and wins again. They have banned Project Veritas. Uh, they banned the New York Post for running the Hunter Biden story. So Twitter have gone full communist. These are disgusting, filthy censors. Um, I haven't posted there in a month. They ban anyone who talks about the coronavirus. So Twitter has given us what the communist Chinese and the Soviets could only pray for. A corporate entity with power to control a national narrative, a corporate entity that has massive power, Twitter. They've done what the communists, murderers, tyrants have tried to do for centuries. Or a century. Precision matters. They've effectively, effectively censored free speech. The Chinese took note, Joe. The Chinese took note. Look at this article in Politico's EU division. China bans the BBC, British Broadcasting Company, hmm. for, quote, fake news on Xinjiang coronavirus. The UK foreign secretary calls the move an unacceptable curtailing of media freedom. Um, is it? Is it? Is it really unacceptable or is it something you liberals have supported the entire time? Now, of course, it's unacceptable to conservatives who actually believe in free speech. But to liberals, you love this. You love the concentration of corporate power, Twitter, corporations, right? Twitter, Facebook, they are corporations, right? Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, and others. You enjoy, you relish, and you celebrate the corporate power you've incentivized to curtail free speech in America. And now all of a sudden you're starting to get worried as communist governments emulate the exact same strategy and actually ban the BBC for, quote, fake news. By the way, a term liberals invented, not Trump, liberals invented. I've discussed this on the show a thousand times. Eh, maybe not a thousand, but close to it. A term liberals invented 
when Donald Trump won. Oh, you forget that? No, no, no. People, liberals will say because liberals are really silly people. No, Donald Trump is the one who attacked the fake news. No, no, ladies and gentlemen. Joe, remember the show when we covered this? It was liberals who invented oh, the yeah, term yeah. fake news. I do. Suggesting that the Russians were planting fake news stories in the country to get Donald Trump elected. It was the libs who did that. Look it up. So now their fake news term they are invented is being used by the murderous Chinese government imprisoning and sterilizing Uyghurs, making political prisoners out of an entire uh, a, a, a city in Hong Kong. The murderous Chinese government is now emulating the strategy of American liberals. Now you see why the French are concerned. The French. What'd you miss yesterday's show? Don't. Watch yesterday's show. I'm not laughing. The French are actually terrified about what American liberals are doing to create a communist, totalitarian, authoritarian, worldwide information speech control mechanism. The French are terrified. Liberals are a forest fire and they're media pals. The George Costanza, Brian Stelter, Oliver Darcy, Maggie Haberman, another one, all of these, this consortium of left-wing media, conspiracy theory promoting lunatics are promoting a very, very dangerous, dystopian, brave new world future. And I use that, those three words intentionally for you Huxley fans. Because it's not so brave. But folks, I'll, I'll get to this story next. I got to get to my second sponsor here. But this dystopian universe we're walking into right now of full-blown censorship, thought control, speech control, what real liberals, authentic liberals years ago, decades ago, fought against censorship. They weren't for the ACLU's entire purpose was civil liberties, including free speech. That has entirely collapsed. The liberals are now the party of full-blown propaganda speech suppression, censorship book burning and elsewhere. One more thing before I get to this a second sponsor. I, I just didn't want to forget this. And while we were talking about the impeachment hoax before, forgive me for jumping around, but this is important. You know, there was an interesting idea brought up yesterday on a cable news channel. If Donald Trump is convicted and this, it's not going to happen, but just say he is, they're not going to get 67 senators in this impeachment hoax sham trial, right? Listen to this one, Paula, because I want to say this is interesting. Someone brought up the fact that if he's convicted and the Senate determines he uh, he should be banned from running for office again, because that is a constitutional, the trial's not constitutional. They, it was designed for presidents, but that is one of the things they can do is the Senate can ban him, follow me, Joe, from running for office again. Right. Notice what I said there. Precision matters. Running for office again. Right. I mean, excuse me. No, no, forgive me. I screwed that up. Scratch that. Okay. It prevents him from holding office again. I got ahead of myself. Now I already outed it. But it doesn't prevent him from running for office again. So it was actually Chris Wallace of Fox News. But he did bring up an interesting point. Not my best buddy over there. It doesn't prevent him from running. So Wallace brought up a fascinating point, Joe. What if he runs... And wins. And the Senate word, they're not going to. But if they convict him and determine he can't hold, hold office again. Yeah. Huh. Wouldn't that be interesting? Say that. he becomes the Republican nominee. What are you going to do? Tell 75 to 80 million Americans that voted for him if he wins in 2024? Nah, nah, he can't take office. Be kind of weird, wouldn't it? Interesting point by Chris Wallace, of all people. All right, getting to my second sponsor. Sorry, again, did not mean to bounce around, but there's a lot of stuff. You know, it's a Friday. We got a lot to get in. Today's show brought to you by our friends at, there it is, We the People. Very energetic this morning. We're living in uncertain times, and millions have come to realize the importance of the Second Amendment and self-protection. You looking for the perfect accessory to go with that perfect firearm? Get an American-made holster from our friends at We The People Holsters. This is mine and my actual holsters for the Glock 43. Starting at just $40, We The People Holsters are custom molded. Custom molded. It's not a one-size-fits-all piece of garbage. This is a precision molded, custom molded holster to fit your exact firearm. They have thousands of options, including an amazing selection of printed holsters. This is the actual We The People Constitution holster. It's mine. 
Their proprietary clip design on the back allows you to easily adjust the cant and the ride. It is unbelievably comfortable. You all know the experience of wearing those dreadful one-size-fits-all in the waistband holsters, the firearms bouncing all over the place. There's no click when you insert it. It's not custom fit. The uh, the clip for the belt is terrible. Get rid of that. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com. While you're there, check out their premium, wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan, excuse me. Check out their premium printed hoodies, long sleeve shirts, and their new EDC tactical gun belt comes paired with a patented Cobra buckle. Nice. Every holster and gun belt comes with a lifetime guarantee. If it's not a perfect fit, send it back for a full refund. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Get an additional $10 off with the offer code Dan. We love rebates. Wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. We thepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Go today. All right. Thanks, We The People Holsters. Um, again, folks, this brave new world Twitter has created, and by brave, I mean not brave. Most of you get what, the, uh, what I'm alluding to there. The efforts by the New York Times and others to engage in full-blown media suppression of stories that would damage their liberal allies is now becoming deadly. This is costing lives. It's costing elections as they drowned out the Hunter Biden story before the election. People didn't know about the Biden crime family. It's causing real damage to the country. Look at this story at The Blaze by Carlos Garcia. Be up in the show notes today. Bongino.com slash newsletter is how you subscribe to the newsletter in the show notes. It's the same thing. The Blaze. Bombshell report says thousands more coronavirus patients were sent to nursing homes than Cuomo previously admitted. The numbers are skyrocketing. Andrew Cuomo, the dreaded governor, the awful governor of New York, abysmal governor of New York, actually got an Emmy, an Emmy Award for his handling of the coronavirus. Despite sending corona, uh, you know, COVID-19 infected patients into nursing homes to infect the most vulnerable of citizens of New York State, where many of them thousands subsequently died because of his disastrous decision. We're now finding out not only did thousands die, but potentially thousands more died and they covered it up. Now, all of a sudden, the Associated Press and others, now, the now part of that is critical, Joseph. Now, all of a sudden, the AP wakes up. This is the bombshell report the Blaze is talking about mm -hmm. and decides it's time to cover Andrew Cuomo. What's going on here? Let me give you a deeper story because I've been around politics for a long time. And I'm telling you right now, one of the most destructive forces in the United States outside of the forest fire of leftism are the absolutely corrupt cover-up artists in our disgraced mainstream media. I am not kidding. The destruction they are levying on this country is incalculable. I've been following them for decades, the stuff they do. You may ask yourself, why now is the Associated Press and others finally starting to talk about stories that are damaging to the left? They do this all the time. The Lincoln Project. Remember the Lenin Project? Oh, yeah. I don't even want to get into those losers. I don't want to waste a lot of time. Really, they're not even worth my time. Thank you. You know, Slick Wilson, Sleazy Galen, John Weaver, Steve Schmidt, the, you know, sociopath from M MSNBC. The group, the anti-Trump uh, alleged Republicans that attacked Trump. All of a sudden, we're finding out that one of their, um, one of their ringleaders is, is alleged to have had some... Uh, inappropriate sexual contact with, you know, uh, I don't even want to talk about the Lincoln Project. They're so disgusting. But why are all of a sudden are the media talking about them now? Why all of a sudden now are we hearing a little bit more about the Hunter Biden story and the New York Post was unbanned by Twitter? Why, why now? Why are we hearing from the Associated Press and others now about Andrew Cuomo's disastrous handling of the coronavirus in New York? Because ladies and gentlemen, the election's over. And the Soviet media did exactly what it was supposed to do. It hid from you information you needed about Cuomo, the Democrats, the groups that were attacking Trump. And the current president's son 
It hid from you deliberately that information so you would make uninformed electoral decisions, which would elect their people and give them power. And now they'll leak out the story slowly but surely because they know it will become public at some point. And they'll say, look, well, look, we, we did our homework. We did our homework. And they do this all the time. I saw it when I lived in New York City, where the media will eventually tell the truth after lying to you forever. And you may say, why? Why tell the truth ever? Because they know the story is going to get out. It's impossible to hide it. So they wait till when the story has the least amount of political damage, because that's what the media are, politicians, which is after an election. Then they tell the story and they hope by 2022, the next election, all of it's dissipated and they go to the moveon.org approach. Time to move on. That's old news. When I was living in New York City, they did this. David Dinkins was one of the worst mayors in the history of New York. He just was. But the media loved him. They loved to play identity politics around Dinkins. Dinkins, New York City, was a disaster. Everybody knew it. Yet the media covered for him. They covered for him for years. And then when New York got so bad, people were being murdered in the streets in record numbers. The crack epidemic was everywhere. Riots were breaking out in New York. Literally, all this was happening. The media couldn't lie anymore to the, the uh, New York City residents. But for years they did. And then when Giuliani came in and it all turned around, they finally admitted after years and years that the Dinkins era was a disaster because they tried to save their credibility afterwards. They're doing that now. Don't fall for this scam. The Lincoln Project expose. Too late, folks. Cuomo. Stories now about Hunter Biden. Don't let the media off the hook. You doubt me that the media eventually has to tell the truth? Am I making sense as to why? They, they, they know even the most diehard communist, Soviet hammer and sickle flag wrapped liberals, Joe, sooner or later are going to feel the forest fire of liberalism because it's a cancer on society. Yep. So the papers and the newspapers and even the mainstream media outlets have to at some point pick when they're going to acknowledge reality. But the time they pick is when it's the least politically damaging. Is this making sense? Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. Because this is a critical point. You'll learn to, after decades of watching the media, you'll learn to pick this up yourself too. You doubt me? Look at the New York Times. A dyed-in-the-wool leftist. Ezra Klein. Not a very bright guy, but, you know, he's a leftist, so that goes without saying. Writes an opinion piece in the hilarious New York Times. California is making liberals squirm. Ezra Klein is to the left of Lenin. This is his piece, not mine, in the New York Times. California is making liberals squirm? If progressivism can't work there, why should the country believe it can work anywhere else? <laughs> what? Okay, why? Why is a dyed-in-the-wool snowflake leftist like Ezra, the hapless Ezra Klein, why is he writing this piece now? Because people in California, Joe, are in open revolt. Yeah. They're trying to now recall their left-wing radical nut governor, Gavin Newsom, and the California leftist media and Ezra Klein are panicking, saying, how do we talk about this? There's no one to blame. We can't blame the conservatives. So if we're going to do it, let's do it now, right after an election and hope the story dies by 2022. Right, right, Everybody right. tracking yeah. horse blinders gets what they can't ignore it. Now, read this. This here's a paragraph from this ridiculous piece by Ezra Klein in the New York Times, where he the irony of this paragraph is insane. This one paragraph sums up the irony of the left. Quote, Ezra Klein, diehard leftist. In the New York Slimes, California has the highest poverty rate in the nation. When you factor in housing costs, advise for the top spot in income inequality too. <laughs> She's figuring this out now. There are bright spots in recent years. Okay. Irony alert. Electric grid modernization. A deeply progressive plan to tax the wealthy to fund poor school districts. A prison population at a 30-year low? But there's a reason 130,000 more people leave than enter each year. Notice how he has to, because they can't ignore it anymore. 
California is dominated by Democrats, but many of the people Democrats claim to care about most can't afford to live there. Wait, wait, please keep this up for one moment. I'll look at Paula's screen. You know what? You got me. Put it back up in a minute when I start talking again. I'll leave that up to your judgment. Joe, are you getting the thick irony here? In the beginning, he's curious as to why California, despite being a bastion of liberal values, they don't have any. Why is California leading the country in poverty and income inequality? We're the liberals, man. We're in it for the little guy. He then explains why and acts confused. Yeah. Because they have a deeply progressive plan to tax the wealthy to fund poor school districts that are currently closed because they're not teaching their kids while they're getting their tax money taken to pay for schools that are closed. And you're taxing the wealthy at confiscatory rates who are now leaving. And he gives the number. 130,000 more people leave than enter. This, is this guy a dunce? He explains it right. California sucks right here and he's confused. We tax the hell out of our success, successful residents who are leaving in record numbers. We're letting our prisoners out to attack people on the streets as crime explodes. And then we have these schools that are being funded by ridiculous tax rates that aren't even open. I'm running out of fingers. I need toes. I'm sorry, I'm not flexible enough to do that kick again. I did in the beginning of the show if Paula decides to leave it in there. If not, we'll have to play it on an outtake. She didn't like my dancing. We'll decide. Yo, I'm going to leave it up to her. If the video's in there, if my show, I won't even know. I don't watch my show afterwards. Thank you for leaving. See, we got different screens now. We're doing something different since we got back from Houston. I like this because I can keep reading. This is great. Do you get this? Why is California run by Democrats? What's the deal? How come there's so many poor people here and has so many rich, rich people and poor, poor people with really high income inequality? We're Democrats. We're Democrats. Why? And he explains it in the next sentence and doesn't even get the connection. Are you getting this? Joe, are you getting? No, oh, yeah. He doesn't even get it. Whoa. <laughs> I, I, I. <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> it is exhausting. It is. Thank you. I'm looking for the words. It's exhausting. It I am so tired of grabbing liberals, rhetorically, of course, because the liberals worship violence. Not me, despite the New York Times protestations otherwise. Dragging them to the water while they're thirsty and going, please drink, please drink the water. You're thirsty. Please drink the water. I'm tired of it. And then when they figure out where the water is, like Ezra Klein, he still doesn't make the connection that he has to put his mouth in the water to drink. He explains why liberalism sucks and still can't figure it out. I have never seen one paragraph sum up the absolute failure to self-reflect by liberals all over the world than this paragraph right here. All right, let me get to my next sponsor. And then I want to get up to the next story here because it's important. While lunatics, Ezra Klein, media zeros, and others continue to cover up for leftist political disasters and are now only exposing them after the election because they think there's no risk, and Americans are in revolt about liberalism, they still are ruthlessly attacking successful states like Florida that are doing far better where people are moving in, not moving out like California. Liberal media lunatics are still attacking Ron DeSantis from Florida. It's, it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable the lack of self-reflection by these total buffoons. A little excited today. This is why. Our folks at Press House Coffee. This is Paula's personal fave, the Tavern Blend. Let's open this up. Let's smell this stuff. Let's open this up. Let's do this right here. Because I need to smell that. You smell that? Smell that indicator. Does, does this have a smell feature, this mic? Joe, you're familiar yeah, with technology. Sorry, 20 mic. Does it have a smell <laughs> feature? Like it does. Coffee, Joe yeah. can smell it. You're never going to smell or taste a better coffee. That's not in the spot because that's just a fact. 
Press House Coffee was started by two guys. They love premium coffee, but they don't like the uppity culture around coffee. So you can smell it there, right? Can't you kiss the fans on? That's why. They offer premium hand-sourced coffees, resources that make it easy to grow your knowledge and love for coffee, and only their very favorite equipment and accessories. Their head roaster, Pauly, personally sources each bean and creates a unique roasting profile to highlight its unique flavors. It's a you're gonna like, you're not even, you're gonna want to go to bed only so you can get up in the morning and drink your coffee. Paula drinks the coffee at night too, which I, she's Colombian. She has, I, I don't get it. She drinks coffee to go to bed. I drink it in the morning, three cups, three cups. Look, there's my empty cup. I My last cup is always black coffee. You see that? Look, you think I'm messing with you? Every bag is roasted to order ground any way you'd like and shipped to you within 72 hours for peak freshness. Their unique key lime pie blend with notes of invigorating lime, warm vanilla, and graham cracker crust are created with no added flavors, just carefully selected coffees from around the world. Whether you're looking for the best cup of familiar diner-style coffee you've ever had, or you want to be amazed by the wild fruity notes coffee's capable of, you'll find something you absolutely love. Like I said, Paula, this is her fave. The Tavern Blend, it is delicious. They're, I like them all, folks, to be honest with you, but she loves the Tavern Blend. They're all good. It's hard for me to... It says, tell them what your favorite... I love them all. I'm not kidding. Get 20% off your first order by using promo code Bongino at, uh, at checkout. Go to presshousecoffee.com slash Bongino. Don't forget the URL. Their roaster's choice makes a fantastic gift. Go to presshousecoffee.com slash Bongino. Presshousecoffee.com slash Bongino. Go today. All right, getting back to my show. So again, while, you know, the media bootlicking Soviet Pravda communists are running cover for the left, Hunter Biden, the Lincoln Project, the Lenin Project, Andrew Cuomo and others, they still insisting on attacking one of the best, if not the best governor in the country right now, Republican governor. I just told you the whole story in one line there. Republican governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. And they're attacking Ron DeSantis of Florida because he's a Republican in Florida, despite the coronavirus uh, uh, pandemic, is still doing quite well. Here's a video of the great Ron DeSantis fighting back now that there are some rumors out there that the Biden administration is looking at travel restrictions into Florida, not travel restrictions from China, Joe. Remember when Joe Biden implied that that would be xenophobic? Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. They're not. The, no, 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 no. That's a big no. Not a, it's a yeah, no, but a yeah, right. but a no. That, no, no. The Biden administration, they want to restrict travel into Florida, not travel from anywhere, just restrictions into Florida. That's really, really weird. So Ron DeSantis, who I really starting to like, went on the offensive yesterday and asked a few simple questions like, yeah, that's really strange since they're really promoting a bunch of open border policies down south and are doing very little, at least for international travel restrictions. They're doing little things, but not much. But they want to restrict travel into Florida. Very strange. Here's Ron DeSantis. Nice work. Uh, there was some type of report about potential travel restrictions on Americans and on Floridians. Uh, and I just I think it's an absurd report uh, that they would be doing that. I think it would be unconstitutional. It would be unwise and it would be unjust. And if you think about it, restricting the right of Americans to travel freely throughout our country while allowing illegal aliens to pour across the southern border unmolested would be a ridiculous but very damaging farce. So we will oppose it 100 percent. It would not be based in science. It would purely be a political attack against the people of Florida. And it's unclear why they would even try talking about that. Uh, just look at the COVID situation in the state of Florida. So since December, the last couple months, Florida's per cases per capita compared to the rest of the country, 28. 27 other states higher per capita cases. And for the bulk, for the entire pandemic, it's a similar story. So just to be clear, Florida is in the bottom half of U.S. states in coronavirus infections per capita. Sounds pretty good, like they're doing okay, right? Despite the fact that Florida has very few statewide restrictions, unlike the lockdown communist states of New York and California, Florida's in the bottom half, and yet Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis continues to draw the ire of communists in the media. Really strange, Joe. Sounds like it's politically motivated, not a real media yeah, story. I think <laughs> Uh, why would they not? No. How dare you impugn their character? Eh. Ron DeSantis is a, turning himself quickly into a very serious candidate 
for national office, for the presidency. I don't know what the president, uh, President Trump is going to do. You know, I love him in his corner, but whatever he decides or doesn't decide in 2024, whether it's 2024, 2028, Ron's a young guy. Relatively speaking for politics, Ron DeSantis is turning himself right now into a serious player for the presidency. Let me tell you who's not turning into a serious player for the presidency, who seems to do this. For those of you watching the Rumble. You know, when I was a young man, hello, young man. You know, no one really says that anymore, young man. Do you notice that was a big thing when I was younger? Remember that joke, young man? Yeah. Uh, older adults used to say that to kids all the time. Hello, young man. Whenever I used to go into church, the uh, the ushers used to say, hello, young man. Nice to see you. Oh, but when I was a young man, I used to play the outfield in baseball. I loved baseball. It was my uh, sport I was best at. And, you know, you wanted to determine which way the wind was going. So what you would do is you would pick up a few blades of grass. Remember this, Joe? And you'd throw them in the air. Right. And obviously, if the, you know, blades of grass blew to the right, That's right. you'd know that if you got a fly ball in the outfield um, and you were playing left field, that you'd have to, you know, shade it more towards the, towards the, uh, towards the line. You'd have to, you know, you want to go more towards the, uh, the foul. Mm -hmm. the, the, you know where it is. You know what I'm talking about. Gosh, I'm, sp I'm spinning over. Who does that exact same thing? Although she doesn't play the outfield. She's trying to play politics. Nikki Haley, who will apparently say whatever she needs to say to cater to each side. Here's an article in The Hill. Uh, Nikki Haley breaks with Trump. We shouldn't have followed him. Weird. Whenever Nikki Haley needed something from Donald Trump, she was all in his corner. She clearly wants to run for president. But now that she thinks she can leverage um, the disastrous events of January 6th. And listen, I, it's not the criticism that bothers me. People could be free to criticize, whether it's the president or anyone else. I mean, I haven't agreed with the president on everything, President Trump. That's not what bothers me about Nikki Haley. What bothers me about Nikki Haley is I honest, honestly do not believe it's principled. Nothing against her personally. I don't know if I've met her or haven't. If, if I did, it was not memorable true. What bothers me about Haley, Joe, is that it's not, I don't believe for a second it's principled. I think she's just doing what she wants to do hmm. because she believes it'll be politically advantageous in the moment. So while Ron DeSantis's profile grows and the media continues to attack him, the media is now falling in love with Nikki Haley, whose profile will shrink dramatically after today uh, because she thinks now attacking Trump despite kissing his butt forever when you thought it was politically helpful. Um, now you're attacking Trump because you probably want to run against him. So I guarantee you she will become the media darling now, showing you again how unprincipled I think both Haley and the media are. But Dad, she's a Republican. Yeah, you know what? I'm a registered Republican. I'm not a Republican. I'm sorry. I'm a conservative. There's a difference. But I register in a primary because I understand strategy. Which goes to my next story, which is important. I'm hearing a lot of this around the country. And folks, I need you for a moment. Let me, before I even get to the story, I fully understand you all, many of you hate these stories. You do. Whenever I mention the idea of the strategy portion of should we start a third party, registering or unregistering as a Republican to send a message. Whenever I mention the strategy, the argument gets emotional right away. And I, I've, I can't even tell you what, Paula, five, 600 emails. Dan, I don't care. I'm done with the Republican Party. Not caring is not a strategy and being done is not a strategy either. I appreciate your sentiments and respect them. I get it. The Republican Party has failed you grotesquely as evidenced by what I just told you about Nikki Haley. But notice I haven't unregistered as a Republican yet in Florida. Why? Because it's a stupid strategy. I'm really sorry. And starting a third party is an even dumber one. I don't subscribe to strategies that lose. Why is re unregistering as a Republican a bad idea? Because folks, everyone else gets to vote twice and you only get to vote once. Oh my gosh, you mean twice? And this, what is that, voter front? No, no. In many states that don't have open primaries, if you're not registered for a party, you can't vote in their primary. How does that help you? Again, I, I absolutely, I mean this sincerely. It is heartfelt. I understand your extreme frustration with the losers in the Republican Party who seem to fold like a cheap suit at every opportunity. 
but with no possible strategic third-party option, why would you unregister so you can't vote? If you really dislike the Republican Party, all of them, I mean, let's give the extreme example. You can't stand any of them. Then isn't the smart move to stay registered as a Republican and just vote against all of them in the primary? Go write yourself in. I'm sorry. That is a losing strategy to unregister without another option. I know you don't want to hear it. I'm very sorry. But I'm not going to recommend to you something that is going to silence you. Secondly, for the, you never I mentioned a third party, this, the allegations that there's going to be a Patriot party by Donald Trump. There's not. Take it from me. There will be no Donald Trump led third party. I'm telling you, it's not going to happen because the Trump people and their network of people are smart. We do not have a parliamentary system. There is a winner take all system. Meaning if you get 90% of the vote, you don't get 90% of the seats in Congress. You get the same amount of seats, one, as if you got 51% of the vote. There's only one congressman that sits in the seat and only one president. It's not proportional representation. So the math for a third party, if it were, say, 30% of the population would vote, would vote for a Trump third party, that's not 50. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Do you understand what I'm saying? If we had a parliamentary system, and in your congressional district, a Trump third party candidate, Joey Bag of Donuts from the Patriot Party, got 30% of the vote, that's great. And say that happened countrywide, you'd have 30% of the seats in the parliament. That's not the way any of this works. We sadly have a two-party system. I wish we didn't, but we do. And the Democrats know that if they stay allied under one banner, Democrats, and we stay split, Republicans and uh, the Patriot Party, there is never any math to win anything, ever. It's just not there. And emails, keep sending them. I like to read them because I can gauge how upset people are. I'm not making fun of it. Don't take this the wrong way. But emails like, I don't care, I'm done anyway, is not a strategy. Being done is not a strategy. It's a sentiment. And not caring is not a strategy either because the Democrats care about you a lot, especially about your wallet and your freedoms. Showing you how futile this third-party strategy is, now the Trump people are talking down to third party as rhino sellout Republicans talk about doing it themselves. You get it? The script is, Joe, the script is totally flipped now. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. First it was, there's allegations Trump people are talking about a third party. And the establishment Republicans were like, that's a stupid idea. And sadly, it's the one time Swampians were right. The math isn't there. Now the establishment people are like, let's start a third party. And now the Trump people are like, this is a really stupid idea. Flip. It's the Flipperuski. <laughs> Reuters. You, don't, you think I'm messing with you? Reuters exclusive. Dozens of former Republican officials in talks to form an anti-Trump third party. Here's a screenshot showing you again how dumb of an idea this is, even when the rhinos do it. From the piece. This is a quote from the Trump people. The Trump people are calling them the, the, the rhinos that want to start their own third party now. <laughs> in all caps, the Trump people responded, oh, these losers? <laughs> this is real. The Trump people, Jason Miller's like, what a bunch of losers. He says, quote, these losers left the Republican Party when they voted for Joe Biden. You understand now, if you are a supporter of the MAGA movement, which I am, how now the tides have totally turned and now the establishment rhinos are saying, yeah, we're going to start our own third party. They're going to call it, Joe, the sellout swamp rat Republican Party. I'm just kidding. I just made that up. <laughs> nice but that's what they should it. call it. And now the Trump people are like, that's a really stupid idea. They're guaranteed to lose. Thank you. I know. I told you that. There's no math. There is no math. The solution, because I owe you one, is to go and vote in primaries and take back your party that you built from the losers running it now. And for those of you who respond to that, go, I refuse. I'm not giving them another dime. Well, the them is you. There's no them. 
Don't give them another dime. Run and run against them. I'm not asking you to give them a dime. I'm asking you to go run yourself. I did it. I won two primaries out of three. You do it. Take your party back. You built it. Listen to the Trump people. This is a loser idea. All right. Uh, my last sponsor. And then on the other side of this, I just want to show you another, again, hilarious piece by the totalitarian communists at the New York Times. So thirsty um, to get me entirely censored, deplatformed and elsewhere. I scare them because uh, my audience is passionate and we, you know, we speak about things that, you know, liberty and freedom and stuff that's always bothered the communists at the New York Times. I'll get to that on the other side. And how many like my video? Yeah. Oh, we got to get to the hero of the day video, right, Paula? The tackle. <laughs> you, <laughs> don't go anywhere. All right. Our final sponsor today, our friends at Bravo Company Manufacturing. When our founding fathers crafted the Constitution, the first thing they did was ensure the right to self-protection. Your ability to speak freely. You all know about the danger of freedom of speech is under right now. Also, you know how strongly I feel about individual liberty and the right to self-protection. The founders knew these were cornerstones of every great civilization. Bravo Company Manufacturing, also known as BCM, BCM, builds a professional-grade rifle built to combat standards. Listen, folks, this is not a sporting rifle. Hunting, I love hunting. Hunting's great. You want a hunting rifle? You're into sports? You're into shooting sports? Fine. That's not these rifles. Well, what do they build? They design, engineer, and manufacture life-saving equipment. It's because BCM assumes when a rifle leaves their shop, God forbid, but it'll be used in a life or death situation by a responsible citizen, law enforcement officer, or soldier overseas. Quality is all that matters to them. Every component of a BCM rifle is hand-assembled in Heartland, Wisconsin to a life-saving standard. I have two. They are my go-tos every time. Head on over if you're in the market for the highest quality, best rifles out there. There's, there's simply peerless. Go to Bravo Company Manufacturing. That's bravocompanymfg.com. Discover more about their products, special offers, and upcoming news. Get the URL right. That's Bravo Company M, like Mary, F like Frank, G.com. Bravo Company MFG.com. You can also check out their YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Bravo Company USA. Go today. Their products are peerless. There is simply no better. Life saving equipment. Bravo Company MFG.com. All right. You know, I was going to put this up there because I don't like to promote the New York Times, you know, pee tape, tape collusion hoax stuff. But they really are so thirsty to get us off the air. It's just so pathetic. And as I'll say to them before, you do you guys. I'm a free speech advocate. We have always been on the side of warning about political violence while you guys ran cover for it. So you have no moral high ground. You're quite pathetic and embarrassing. So, but they keep writing the same piece. I was chatting um, texting with Levin the other day. And I was like, you know, he sent me this piece over and I kind of laughed because I'm like, Mark, this is the same piece written 6,000 different ways. Here, New York Times, how right-wing radio stoked anger before the Capitol siege. I mean, really? Again, here we go. Uh, I only put it up there because I'm in, it, it talks about me in there. And um, it's written by uh, communist Michael Grinbaum, Tiffany Shue, we've seen her before. She really uh, hates us. Katie Robertson and Keith Collins, just, you know, embarrassing. Um, you know, it's just pathetic. It really is. You know what? I don't even want to talk about this. Let's move on. I, I, that's why if you sense like some hesitation, they're just idiots. I just put it up there because it's just really sad. I will continue to talk about what happened in the election for obvious reasons because I care about free and fair elections. I have said repeatedly, even if you click on left-wing articles from Politico about my show, that I'm not really sure what level of fraud there were. It's hard to prove a counterfactual. It's really hard. I would have liked to seen better signature matching. I'd like to see actual constitutional changes to election law rather than what happened in Pennsylvania and Arizona. These are real arguments. I'll get to an article in a second, Georgia right now, Raphael Warnock. The now senator from Georgia, who was involved with some committee who, again, there are some serious allegations of, of, of voting misconduct. What we're not allowed to look at these because the communists said Tiffany Shu and Mikey Grinbaum or something told us not to. You realize the more you write about it, the more I talk about it. Have you noticed you haven't stopped me one bit? I know you want to censor me and have me kicked off the air and whatever. Do you understand you do that? That's great. 
I will buy my own servers. And then you will never stop us. If there's nothing you can do, I've already got multiple backup plans to your communist censorship thuggery. There's nothing you can do. I will talk when and where I want. Just like you guys do all the time when you promote ridiculous conspiracy theories like this Washington Examiner story covered a while ago. Beckett Adams, Washington Examiner. It's Pulitzer time. Last year's prize, by the way, to the New York Times for Russia collusion reporting looks pretty dumb in hindsight. You think? Haven't quite heard much about that recently. New York Times, have have they turned that Pulitzer Prize back in yet? And as I said, I will continue to talk about stories like this one in Bongino.com today, which I strongly encourage you to go to. There's some really good original, actual reporting and journalism over there. Raphael Warnock, now under investigation for alleged voter registration misconduct. Folks, this is serious stuff from the piece. This was in the post-millennial, covered by, again, Matt Palumbo at Bongino.com. Raphael Warnock did some, there's some allegations here that are some pretty serious stuff. Quote, Warnock, this is according to the post-millennial, a Democrat elected last month to the Senate is named as a respondent in the case because he was listed as the CEO of the New Georgia Project. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution reported that the representatives of the New Georgia Project hand-delivered 1,268 voter registration applications to the Gwinnett County Elections Office beyond the time allowed. Wow, folks, that that sounds something like something serious that we should look into. No, no, the New York Times said, don't you dare. Mm. That's inciting violence. Uh, State election rules require voter registration organizations to submit completed applications within 10 days after they were received from the voter. Again, kind of sounds like something we'd like to look into, no? No, no, the New York Times says, any talk of that and a stolen election, you mean like Hillary Clinton said in the video we opened the show, any talk of that is inciting violence. Didn't I warn you, Joe, years ago, that the New York Times, the Soviet communists at the Times would do this? Mm -hmm. That they would claim anything they disagreed with politically? They don't want you to talk about free and fair elections because they don't want free and fair elections. So anytime you do, what's going to happen? They're going to say, that's inciting violence. Mm -hmm. You're just making that up. It's actually you guys who covered for the actual violent people, Antifa and BLM. It wasn't us who covered for anybody who engaged in violence on January 6th. I don't remember that, but I do remember you doing it. Kind of weird, huh? Tiffany, Katie, Keith, and and Mikey. Kind of strange, huh? Your failure to cover your own newspapers, inciting of violence by suggesting and implying that Trump was an agent of Russia for three years. Kind of strange, your lack of self-reflection and overall ignorance about the media ecosystem today. Of course, it's not ignorance. It's activism. They're liberals. They're not serious journalists. They never were. Oh, you know what? We're going to have to get to this Monday. But I mean, we are going to get to the Hero of the Day video. Can we do that, Paula? It's important. We'll get this. I have a really great story. I know some of you like the economic stuff, and some of you are like, eh, this one's key. It's an important story about GameStop, inflation, the federal deficit, the Biden coronavirus spending plan, and how it all ties in together. But it's going to take a few minutes to cover. We are in a really, really dangerous spot right now, money-wise. I have to talk about it on Monday. Don't miss the show on Monday. Finally, being that I've sang a lot of lyrics to a lot of songs today, some deeply disturbing. My voice is one of the worst in uh, broadcast media in the digital space. (laughs) You ever hear that Metallica song? Hero with a day. Mama tried to break me. Still they tried to break me. That's probably not the lyrics to the song. Actually, I, ran, I looked it up before the show. I used to love that song, Hero of the Day by Metallica. Here is our actual Hero of the Day. Joe has seen this video, uh, but... You know what? This is the kind of video you can watch three or four times. Yeah. It's like a really good song. You can hear it like 10, 10 20, 30 so- times before it really loses its effect. I'm going to, this is like the third or fourth time I've seen this. So this woman, she is um, she's sitting there on the street and there's a police dash cam running from their vehicle. And she calls the police because there's some peeping Tom, I guess, staring in the window of her house. So she's outside and you'll see her on dash cam. And the peeping Tom tries to get away from the police officers. I want you to see one of the best tackles I've ever seen by this hero of the day, this mom. Notice while you're watching this, rumble.com slash Bongino if you want to watch. You can listen to the news report on audio. Watch this. Spending my entire life doing uh, jujitsu and MMA stuff. 
They teach you the first thing they teach you, Joe. He who controls the hips controls the fight. <laughs> Don't go for the legs. Go for the hips and watch this textbook tackle by our hero of the day, mom of the year. Check this out. A police officer's dash cam rolling when a Houston area mother tackles a suspected peeper who she says was looking into her daughter's bedroom. Even if you think you can run from the cops, good luck getting past this mom. Captured on police dash cam, taking down a man she says was trying to look into her 15-year-old daughter's bedroom window early on a Sunday morning. <laughs> the greatest tackle ever. Well, why are the Buccaneers not signing her right now? Notice what she does. She keeps her shoulders square, right? Keeps the shoulders square. Keeps her eye on the hips. As the guy's running, she hits the hips. It's incredible. This is the most amazing tackle ever. Paul is playing <laughs> it again. She loves it so much. Watch it. She, I can see it from the, see? She looks, looks, she, her shoulders square. Boom, boom. Right on the hips. Right on the, the Metallica, please. Go to her, do a concert on the line. Mama, they tried to break me. They're off to find a hero. Of, that's the hero of the year. They teach you that in jitsu. Jitsu, every time, takedowns, the hips. If you ever have to control someone, if you're a police officer, someone, or God forbid you're in a fight on the ground, everybody tries to control the knees and the ankles. That's a stupid idea. You got to control the hips. You control the hips. You control the fight every time. Nice job, mom. Well done. The Buccaneers should sign her tomorrow. All right, folks, thanks again. It's been a great week of shows. We appreciate it, even amongst all the turmoil going on now. Uh, please, again, check out Bongino.com. That's separate from BonginoReport.com, our news aggregator. But Bongino.com, we write a lot of original pieces over there. You know, I'll be candid with you. Last week was a rough week for traffic. Um, we think it's because people are, you know, struggling a little bit with the political environment. I get it, but it's time for us to... Get up off the mat, fight back. So check out Bongino.com. We have a number of original pieces, including that piece about Raphael Warnock. And please subscribe to my Rumble channel. We're almost to 1.5 million subscribers. You can watch the video free every day of the show. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Check it out. Thanks again. We'll see you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.